Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation, our artist of the day, the Thompson Twins. You know this one, Steve? You're I do know this one. This one is, are you lying to me? Because it's called Lies, Lies, Lies. I've heard this song before. We're, we're getting into the hits. This is Lies by the Thompson Twins. I'm, I'm, I'm having another heart attack off the air, Steve. I'm worried about you. Do people not know what I do on the radio? Like people are mad at me for calling people dumb for having this take. And it's kind of what I do, Steve. I'm not I'm not a okay, thanks for your call. You know, good take no matter what it is. It's not me. It's not me. I'm gonna yell at you if I don't like you. You're a take. Not not like you personally. I misspoke there. I'm an idiot. I'm flustered. You are. I'm, I can tell. I'm you're, sorry you're that angry. I think it's a dumb take if Judah Mintz is on. You're allowed to call in and say your dumb takes? Just, no. If you want someone to say thank you for your call, this isn't the show. It used to be when it was you and Seth. <laughs> it was like going to church. Now now you got a bad dude. You got a bad egg on the other side of you. Well, you're not here the next two days, so. Yeah, everybody want. yeah, if you want to be praised for your dumb takes, Mario will do that for you. Thank you. All right. I always say thank you, too. I'm the most polite host played host. I'll sit and yell at you and tell you your take's dumb, but I'll say thank you. It's after. like the, uh, just say with all due respect, and then whatever you say after with Bless all due respect. <laughs> whatever you say after that is why I said with all due respect. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's go to our guest line. Sorry, we're going to switch topics here, and we're going to talk uh, with one Lucas Favalli, the voice of the Syracuse Crunch. How are you today, Lucas? Well, I'm a little nervous now. Paulie seems to be in an ordering mood, so I don't want to get yelled at here. He is, but it's an interview, so he'll just kind of yeah, I'll shut up, lull to sleep for the next ten minutes, and uh, and you and I can chat, and, and maybe he can you know bring down his heart rate a little bit. Um, oh, good. All right, so let's let's talk some hockey here, and you know you look at the crunch, and they've had a lot of peaks and valleys and ups and downs, and yeah. you know they were playing well, and then they weren't, and now they seem to be playing well again. Uh, they had lost five in a row, now they've won three in a row. What uh, what does it depend on with this team? As they you know they when they win they they seem to win big, and, and when they lose they seem to lose a bunch in a row yeah it's i mean this one i think might there might be more of an explanation to this the, the crunch were going into the holiday break you know at the end of last month uh four game winning streak talking about those peaks and valleys then it just was such a weird schedule for a couple of weeks for the crunch and a game postponed right before christmas because of the weather in rochester and you know they had two games in laval after that they had a nice long break you know during the christmas break came back in laval half the team was already in quebec because that's where a lot of the guys are from so it just felt like two games were kind of plopped in the middle of the schedule. And then they had the New Year's break and another long break. So in total, they played two games in 15 days. There wasn't a lot of practice time and all of that because of the breaks. And uh, then they came out of the New Year, did not play great for a three and three weekend uh, to start the new year. So it was a five game win list like you talked about, but um, I don't think there was any panic around here. They just felt like they needed to get back to what they had done best needed a full week of practice, which they got. And uh, yeah, now they're back on track again, three games in a row. They've dominated the three games. They look like they have, uh, they're back where they were because they were on a great roll, not only the four game winning streak, but for a good month and a half, they're playing some excellent hockey. So I think we're back to that. And 
I don't want to say the five-game winless was an aberration, but I think that's more the exception to what this team is right now than, than what we're kind of expecting moving forward. All right, fourth place in the North Division as we speak. 23 teams make the Calder Cup playoffs this year, and that's uh, that's five teams from the North Division. So, you know, S, uh, Syracuse is in at this point. Um but they've got you know both Belleville and Laval like right behind them four game you know four points behind. How much are playoffs on the minds of the guys right now, or is it just kind of you know keep your head down, just just play hockey, do what you do, and and you know the the playoffs are a concern for uh, you know a couple months down the road here. Yeah, I mean it's always I think every, in the back of everyone's mind, but uh, the cruncher just barely hitting the halfway point of the season uh, this week actually, so it's still. You know, it's not at that point yet where you're staring at the standings every day. Obviously, keeping track of teams and, and you know, the teams in the division specifically. Um, and we know how tough this division is every year. I mean, it came down to the final day of the regular season last year in this North Division. I'm sure it'll come down to the final weekend at the very least again this year, whether the cruncher in the mix at that last moment or if they've already clinched a spot, we don't know. But uh, it's just always such a competitive, tough division. It's not easy to win any night in this division. Uh, Up and down, you look at all the teams, and they're always so competitive. So I I don't think it's everyone is looking at the standings right now, but every team knows every game is so important, and you need to play well every night to win in this league and you can't really take a night off. And if you do, it might cost you whether it's the game this week or tonight or whatever it might be. And that might cost you down the line. So I think everything knows how important it is, but I don't think anyone right now is kind of staring at, okay, we're in a good spot now. We're not in a good, you're in the mix right now. And, and in the AHL, if you're in the, the hunt come March, you're in a good spot because that's where, you know, the standings or the schedule really usually picks up. And that's where the teams kind of shake out where they might be come April, May and June. You know, goaltending is, is so important, and, and right now the, the crunch has the, the benefit of, of having a couple of goaltenders that they can rely on. How, how important is that to have options, uh, especially at that position, and especially at the AHL level when, you know, if there's an injury with the parent club or, you know, they go on a deep playoff run, you, you might you might need to, to have depth at, at the goaltending yeah. spot. I mean, how important is that for this team, the fact that they, they do have a couple of options there? Yeah, it's crucial. I mean, uh, you know, we saw what Max Legas they can do for the crunch last year in the second half of the year. He was just, I mean, quite frankly, was probably the best goalie in the league for the final couple months of the year last year. He's had a kind of an up and down year like the team has this year. Um, he's still trying to find his game and find that confidence again, but we saw a really good performance uh, against Laval out of him on Friday. So that's obviously a good sign. And then Hugo Allman felt 21 years old. He, he had a kind of a, you know, he showed flashes last year as a rookie in the AHL for the crunch but uh, never really took off like maybe we were hoping. And, and last year, both goalies dealt with injuries. This year, though, he did just have an injury came off, but he's been playing great hockey this year. He has been their most consistent in net when he's played. He's won five games in a row. He won back-to-back starts Saturday in, in uh, Lehigh Valley for the Crunch, and then just on Monday against the Comets. And, man, he looks great. So if the Crunch are going to get the, that Hugo Allenfeld moving forward, plus a, a resurgent, hopefully, Max Legacy down the stretch, boy, the Crunch are going to be a tough team to score on. And, uh, you know, the, this team has no trouble scoring. It's just right now keeping the puck out of the net and, and you look at the way Hugo's been playing in uh, in the last two starts, that is great news. And 
uh, especially the way Knacks played as well on Friday. So uh, I think things are trending in the right direction there as well for this team. From an offensive perspective, you, you look at the, the top of the, the list and you know Alex Berry-Boulay, Darren Radish, they're tied for the team lead with 41 points. Uh, not a coincidence. Both have been named to the, the all-star roster. You know We're familiar with those names. Who are some of the, the guys maybe flying under the radar a little bit that have been very important uh, to this team and will be very important to this team as you hit the second half of the season? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, those two, like you said, have been great. And just a note on Alex Barry Boulay. Now, he set the franchise record for assists all time, but he's one point away from Brad Moran for the all time points record now. So that's very possible that falls tonight. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll be tracking that tonight in Wilkesbury when the crunch take on the Penguins. But, I mean, you can talk about those guys all you want. They're top five in scoring, but the crunch do have some great depth, and they've had scoring up and down the lineup this year. They're the top scoring team in the Eastern Conference, fourth overall in the league. And one guy this year who's really stepped up his game is, uh, you know, you've got a Simon Rifers who's had a great second year in the AHL. He leads the team in goals with 14. You know, he's among the team leaders, but you didn't know exactly what you were going to get in his second year here in Syracuse, you know, last year was his first year in North America, and he finished strong, but you didn't know what you were going to get in year two. He's been tremendous. You know, further down the lineup, the line of Sean Elliman, Daniel Walcott, and Jack Finley, you've got uh, Elliman in his second postseason. You've got Jack Finley, who's a 20-year-old rookie, and then you've got Daniel Walcott, who has been around for eight years now, uh, and they have been the most consistent line for the crunch. They're not always scoring, but they've been scoring a lot lately. Uh, they've been such a fun line to watch, though. They're kind of that, just the energizing line. It's If they're going, the whole team is going. Uh, Sean Element, not likely to play tonight. He blocked a shot on Monday, kind of a little hobbled. Hopefully he'll be back this weekend. But uh, I think those are just some of the guys, and, and just up and down the line, if they've had just great production, uh, which is important. If, if your big guns aren't going, and the Crunch have been fortunate that they have been going pretty much all year, you need that depth scoring, and especially when it comes to playoff time. It looks like the Crunch had that this year. All right, as you mentioned, uh, taking on Wilkes-Barre Scranton tonight, uh, first matchup against the the Penguins. Uh, what, what are you expecting out of this uh, this game? What can you tell us about this particular opponent? Yeah, it's kind of a, it's a totally different opponent for the Crunch in terms of the styles that the Crunch and the Penguins play. We just talked about the Crunch being the best offensive team in the Eastern Conference. The Penguins are the second best of the Eastern Conference defensively. They don't allow a lot uh, in terms of chances. They don't allow a lot of goals. Uh, and so this is a really intriguing matchup to see which style kind of prevails throughout the course of the night tonight. Last year, the Crunch won three out of the four against the Penguins. Two of them were one nothing shutout wins, though, by Matt's legacy. So uh, who the heck knows what we're going to see tonight. If the Crunch play their game and play, the way they, play their style, I guess, tonight, could be a high-scoring one from their regard, and, and they, they put up a ton of goals of late 17 goals in the last three games. Uh, but if the Penguins have their way, it's going to be a low-scoring game. And I think the Crunch are comfortable winning both. But we know for sure that they're looking to kind of rack up the goals a little bit and, and play more in that style tonight. All right, looking for a fourth straight victory. Puck drops at 7.05. Pre-game begins at 6.50 right here on ESPN Radio. And, of course, Lucas Favalli will have the call. Lucas, uh, as always, we appreciate you coming on. Brilliant takes, Absolutely. Lucas. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Paulie. I'm so happy I got away with it. <laughs> no problem. Call right. in any time. I didn't, see, I, I didn't yell at him. No, you Thanks just you sat there quietly. Brilliant. I'm going to do that with every call from Gathered now. your thoughts. I'm changing, I'm changing me. Do you feel better now? Uh, yeah, I do. I feel like there's a weight off my shoulder. I feel like a better person. I'm going to do that from now on. In another 45 minutes, you won't have to be on the air again until Monday. Taking a little vacation day and then uh, heading, uh, heading to Atlanta. But yeah, it's going to be, I'm going to be a nicer person. Maybe that'll be my uh, New Year's resolution. Every Every take is a good take. More positivity? 
Yeah, everything's great. All right, again, I'm gonna uh, throw orange slices at everybody when I'm driving down the street now too. Everybody gets an orange slice, you know, because I'll do orange slices because trophies would hurt. I was just everybody gets a trophy, and I was just throwing them out my car window. That would hurt. You could so hand, hand them the the orange slices. No. All right, but that was great, great radio. Puck drops Brilliant at seven oh five. Thank you, thank you for Free calling game in. Six fifty. Please Crunch looking again. to make it four in a row. What about hugs? Can I create a radio hug for all the listeners that call in? Can we make a sound effect where I just... Or I just say nothing personal, but that was dumb. With all due respect, I disagree. All right, let's break. Back after this on ESPN Radio.